and then you had Eiko and Yuri from Japan. You had Beatrix and Caroline from Indonesia. You had uh, Maria del Mar, uh, which means Mary of the Sea, from uh, Barcelona. Um, you had a uni from uh, South Korea. <laughs> he was so cute, little chubby creature. Very, very sweet. Asian people in general are very, very tempered, uh, submissive, but even more so, I think, women, manners for sure. So I try to be mindful of that because I, it's kind of a, I can be a culture shock for some people. Um, Where else? So I think, okay, the two Americans, Luca, the two Canadians, two Indonesian, two Japanese, South Korean, three German, missing. Oh, and Maria. So, okay, I've mentioned everybody. I remember. Okay, let's see. Well, you know what? I may just walk and then not get her up now. I'll, I'll, oh, she, <laughs> she, that again. Yes. Uh, what do you call, what do I call you? What? What was your name? Muddy. Your name is Muddy. Where's my Muddy? You are Muddy. I was going to be walking and just calling on the way back. Yes. Good morning. Good morning to you. Top of the morning to you. Top of the morning. Oh, my goodness. Good morning. You get it. I think you are. You're growing a little bit every day because you're going to be a monster, right? You're going to be like a hundred and whatever pounds when you are. Yeah, you look at a pause. They are so big already. You're so good. I'm a baby. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a Shrek baby. I'm a huge baby. I'm a, I'm a huge baby. Yeah. Oh, ah. Ah, you're letting me through your belly? Yes. You're letting me through your belly? Yes, yes. 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 Good morning to you. Did you stay dry yesterday? Hmm? Or did you like the rain, maybe? Yeah, or Muddy. Muddy. What is your name? I like that. Kind of like a Native American name, you know? Looking for something to relate it to nature or to your behavior, you know, or to some of your features. She's gorgeous. She's uh, this kind of cream color. Very pretty. But you're going to be a big pooping machine, big eating machine. And, uh, eh. But that's what it is. But you're pretty. Anyway, I'm glad to, glad to meet you. To spend a little time with you. Oh, oh yes. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning to you. So yeah, people trickled. Um, I got to talk about Eiko. So she's this very tiny Japanese lady. And then when I put in information, I realized she's sixty-eight years old. Just so. I mean, like. What you would think of a Japanese person, just so quiet, you know, kind of timid. I mean, basically, just a little bit of English, if any. And then, uh, so I got to practice my Japanese and Yuri, which who speaks some uh, English. He's a lot younger. They are not together. That kind of uh, helped me to get things across um, because they were looking at using the wanting to use a washing machine and a dryer because we had the you know the rain and all and. They get clothes washed and dry, so of course the washer was busy and the dryer for a while, which makes sense. Anyway, but I was quite impressed. This 68-year-old woman, for the second time on the Camino, you know, a woman alone, a Japanese woman, and with such 
almost no, you know, no knowledge. I have a feeling possibly maybe not even smartphone savvy where she could, you know, type in things and translate them. Anywho, so, you know, I, I did a few things and, uh, you know, when I do the laundry, I thought about it because I was like, you know, if you have lady stuff, you have ladies underwear and bras. And so in Spanish, you would say bragas, the, 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 the underwear. And then uh, sujetador would be a bra. Bragas and sujetadores. But I'm like, no, I want to fold. I want to fold the stuff. I want to bring this thing back to them, you know, with some kind of care. So, and I was I actually debated because it's Japanese culture and I, it could be possibly, you know, be misperceived, but I chose to, no, I'm going to fold it. And I haven't heard anything. And, you know, so very, very sweet. I saw her this morning. And that's why I learned the Ate yokata, yokata, which means it was nice to meet you. Ate Yokata. Anyway, Yokata. Or is it Yokata or Yokata? I think it's Yokata. Yokata. Anyway, from Yoi, which means good, or E. Anyway, it's so much better when you, uh, when I have a live Japanese person. Yeah, I am more focused and it's more helpful, for sure. I'm very grateful, of course, for Duolingo because I do, I have a lot of input. So, you know, I have a lot of things that then somehow comes in handy because when she say ate yokata, even though it's something I haven't seen in Duolingo for a while, I knew what she was referring to. So it's not like a, I'm not learning, but it only so far has taken me up to a certain point and it's not like the other languages. And I haven't found, I haven't found a good podcast. I need to look again, but the French one is... I mean, it is daily exposure, but it's not doing it. Anywho, but regardless, so kind of fun. Uh, I had a bummer deal yesterday, so I learned the lesson. I kind of uh, apologized profusely to that San Francisco man, because as people were trickling in, I would say, okay, give the spiel about the information. It's like, you know, and I offer a dinner, and, but you would need to let me know by 5.30, no later. And really, basically what I'm going to add now is like, and just FYI, I can only offer it to 10 people. As it turns out, 11 people. <laughs> I can offer it to 11 people. Uh, and uh, and basically when those two, Beatrix and Caroline, came in, you know, ladies in their 60s, if I'm not mistaken, or close to that, and they were just spent. I'm not sure... Uh, you know, people have different experiences, but they just didn't look good. And I was like, I already had nine people by the time. So I, I had room for, well, actually, for well, I would have had room for those two guys, actually. But I was like, okay, it's going to go over my 10. But I'm like, yeah, I want to offer it to them. I have a feeling those guys are going to want to settle, take the shower, and they don't want to go anywhere. And, uh, and it's kind of nice too, to have a communal meal. So I basically offered it to them, and I don't know, within... Basically, those guys got back in the albergue from their walk and whatever they were doing in town before 5.30 to let me know, hey, we're going to join. And I was like, ah. Oh. Anyway, but they had a good time. Uh, I got to practice my uh, asking, you know, for forgiveness. I'm so sorry. And uh, hopefully learn that lesson to let people know, you know, in a nice way, because it's not for selling the dinner. 
but uh, at FY, you know, I, I, there's only I don't know how many people will come, but if it's something, the, the sooner you let me know, the better, and no later than 5:30 if I still have any room. So, anywho, so 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 so, but yeah, it was uh, it is wonderful to have those guys, you know, doing the the round of who you are, where you're from, something you are grateful for, and. Uh, the last time I did that, when I had like, uh, I forgot, seven people, I don't remember, I didn't start serving the food until they were done talking, and that kind of put everything behind, and this time, as people were going on, I was dishing out the food, so it was kind of perfect. Uh, pretty much, by the time they were done, the food was served to everybody, so nobody touched their food, which I kind of like, so they all kind of, uh, you know, wait for the last one, and then uh, it just mix those two things nicely it's kind of efficient you know because even though you know dinner is at seven which uh, funny anecdote you know for spaniards it's ridiculous for many of them and i understand because in the culture you know you would easily eat at uh, on the camino you know, you're going to be doing it a little early but basically they would have no problem from like eight to nine or eight to ten would be when they would more than likely consider eating dinner and that would be normal the Camino will be maybe eight to nine because they will you'll get tired and you'll want to sleep. But before eight o'clock, and even that could be considered like before eight thirty could be strange. So, but seven o'clock to me makes complete sense because it gives you a little time to digest and uh, you know to yeah, to go to bed with a, a full stomach like you just finished eating. I just I like it, and of course for foreigners and you know, like me. I have never gotten used to the whole uh, Spanish schedule. You know, obviously even the food because I don't, uh, I'm not a big fan. You know, it's just too much meat, too much oil. Uh, it's, it, I don't know. I don't, I don't consider it healthy. As far as me, of course, for me, I'm not making a blanket statement here. And, uh, and of course, now that I'm back to, we'll see, I guess, technically, I'm not supposed to be saying intermittent fasting according to is a gastroenterologist, but I'm supposed to say time-restricted eating, which is T-R-E, you know, the, the land of the acronym, the U.S. And, uh, you know, pretty much uh, not quite as early as uh, in Hamilena, but then again, you know, it's a little different flow here. You know, sometime I'll I make myself a little bit of pasta with some pesto, basil pesto yesterday, and I was still hungry. And then people would come in, so I would stop eating, and people felt kind of strange. I'm like, please don't, I'm fine. The food will get eaten, and uh, it doesn't matter. What's important is you, the pilgrim. So, but, you know, pretty much by around maybe between four and five, I guess you would say, or maybe four and six, uh, four and, around four and five, and basically done for the day. And then I'll have lemon water, you know, a little bit, and I'm okay with that, and uh, I guess I haven't had breakfast yet, so I'll have breakfast around that niche. So yeah, it's, it's different. I feel pretty good about that. And uh, anyway, so that's for that. So yeah, it was kind of funny to see people with the uh, with the rain. Yeah, it's not that fun, you know. Or of course, if you compare it to the sun, to the heat, as um, Maria was mentioning last year, she did uh, one week from. Uh, Saint Jean to Logroño, and now she's going to from Logroño to Burgos. Quite a few people do that, 
uh, it was quite hot. So she's like, I'll, I'll take the rain over the heat heat. And uh, yeah, it is you know, kind of dirty, nasty. You have to find places. It can be a mess because everybody is hanging stuff everywhere. And, you know, your shoes may not dry or, but, you know, yeah, it's dirty. It's messy, but it's, you know, <laughs> it's just not the same. If anything, it's energizing the rain in that way. And again, unlike me who didn't bring any rainwear, everybody has, you know, they have umbrellas, they have ponchos. I mean, they have a, they have rain accoutrement <laughs> to accompany them. So you are, you know, you're okay. You're right. And then the only thing is for your backpack, if you don't have a pack rain cover, which a lot of the new one do, so basically kind of like a rain jacket for your pack. I don't, but mine is, uh, you know, mine is almost 20, well, mine is about 20 year old, my backpack. And yeah, 2000, 2004 is when I bought it, when I got my uh, wilderness instructor job. And... Uh, so if you don't, then you have to basically think accordingly inside of your pack. Even though my uh, my sleeping bag uh, compression sack is not waterproof anymore, maybe it never was. But I think he, well, I think yeah, there was a lining, but you know, it's the lining is almost 20 years too. So I would need to get a new one, which of course I'm not going to because the compression sacks works very nice. And all I would have to do would be to put a trash bag on the inside, and I would basically bring it back to waterproofness. It's quite simple. But even then, even if I don't do that, there are ways that you can minimize how wet it's going to be. So, you know, unless you have a crazy, crazy storm, you know, I pretty much know how to manage it. My clothes are dry. So, you know, you learn. You learn as you go. And it's one thing to get wet if it's cold versus, you know, right now where it's like in a 15 to 20 degrees. So it's night and day, you know, night and day. Anywho. Oh, quite a busy day. I mean, 11 dinners. I only had one cuajada left, which is that, uh, you know, that hybrid between a flan and a, and a yogurt. And that seems to be quite pleasing to people. People are surprised. Most of them, again, have never had it. Uh, I had uh, Maria del Mar, so I went to ask her because I put, uh, I just added some nutmeg yesterday and then cinnamon, which is uh, not in typical in cuajada. It's just plain. And now I have it down to like 800 milliliter of uh, soy milk and just 200 of uh, regular milk. So I'm already working my way out. And then, yeah, I was asking her and she was like, it was nice. You know, like it wasn't too much cinnamon and I actually sprinkled the nutmeg on top and she did not taste it actually. So I was very careful because I feel that it can easily overpower. Nutmeg is so strong compared to cinnamon, you know, that it can really overpower things. So, anywho, uh, yeah, today I'll be making a new batch. So, me being concerned, you know, about the longevity of uh, uh, those things, because my first batch, you know, it took too long, it took so long to uh, to get used up, you know, I was starting to eat them up because I wasn't getting enough traffic. And uh, But it looks like uh, even if I just get five, you know, even if I just get like five dinners a day, I would be it'd be perfect. I won't have to worry about it for what it's worth. Anywho, anywho, so there is a chance of rain today. Um, 
but uh, we'll get a very nice skies, uh, clouds, uh, I guess the rain clouds are not here yet, so they are going to come. But again, this area is interesting, it can change quite quickly, so uh, I do not know how to read the weather here. So I look at the app and even the app uh, is not always right on. So there are areas that are just harder to prognosticate. Anywho. Anywho, felt better today than yesterday, getting out of bed. Uh, yesterday I kind of, you know, I put the buzzer on and then I, I kind of got up before the second buzz and uh, before it buzzed again. And, but I was like kind of sleepy. I kind of managed to squeeze just a little nap uh, yesterday. But uh, of course, when there's a lot of things going on, you know, it's very nice. So it is energizing. Anyway, so I think this morning I want to express gratitude to, to the place where I am. What a night and day difference, you know, from where I was, you know, a couple of weeks ago. Well, I guess it's almost two weeks now that I've been here. Uh, you know, in this Camino, in my dark side of the moon, you know, very quiet, very antisocial, kind of angry, kind of frustrated, kind of just uh, grumpy. I was kind of grumpy and being okay and being with that, you know, not trying to to be the right thing, to be with where, what I was and... And I was kind of wondering, curious, maybe a little nervous about, not too much, mostly curious and wondering, you know, if and when or how the transition would take place from being in that place to becoming uh, extroverted again and, you know, to be able to be in that place of service and to take care of those pilgrims. And like I said, it happened smoothly in Logroño with the Australian and the Mexican guy that... Uh, yeah, things I was just open for business again, and uh, here I am now. And uh, I know because of last year, which was quite a surprise, it was really the first time that for so many months I remained extroverted. It was very jovial and social, social, and surprisingly, I did not exhaust my tank. So I never ran on empty, which was interesting, interesting. And so I know that it's something nice, like, wow, I then I can do that. I'm okay. I don't have to worry about that. I don't have to be in my cave as long and as often as I used to. So, and it also feels like there is a seasonal cycle to it, meaning, you know, when we start more sunlight, more warmth, that I seem to also come out more. It's more fitting, you know, it's more conducive to me be in that kind of place and you know as winter comes in i just basically go in as well maybe i'm kind of a bear you know i go to some kind of hyper social hibernation i feel like i'm coming up with some cool little lines here social hibernation and uh and basically i guess maybe just learning about the flow of things about my my natural flow whatever that mine is because it doesn't really feel like it's mine it's not a choice but what seems to be conducive to sustainability and to this kind of effortless, though work-related, but effortless, you know, kind of jet stream, tapping into that place where it just kind of carries you. It's, you get surprised by finding out 
is it really right? Am I fooling myself that it would be that easy, that simple, and that I've just basically been making it hard the whole time? And uh, I'm still pondering on that. I mean, even though it's my fifth year now, so it's, yeah, I'm not a beginner anymore on this path, and it just seems to go on. And I think a part of me, I had a little chat with uh, Luca yesterday. Actually, I, I was getting Terry, and he got Terry, which was, was so kind of sweet. You know, two men having that kind of a connection, something that I'm so thankful for on the Camino. But, uh, you know, that, yeah, I mean, it could come, the party could come crashing down anytime, sure. But there is a sense, as a part of me, there's, I think, what I would call a faith, you know. And of course, for me, it's based in my experience. It's not based on what somebody else is saying, you know, or, or a book or whatever, but it's something that I experienced. And actually, if you think about it, when you read about uh, whether it's true or not, it doesn't matter. But St. Paul, you know, what he talks about in the New Testament, St. Paul changed because... It was stopped and experience transcended his understanding of who he was, what his life was, what makes sense, and what he was going to do, and how he was going to give sense to his life from that moment forth. But it was not somebody telling him. It's something that he had a personal experience, and uh, I am a big believer in that, that, you know, it's great to listen to what anybody else has to say. But uh, until... You know, until I meet Jesus, you know, until something like that happens to me, then there are things that I will rely on that are what I know, what I've experienced to be true up to this point. And I don't care what anybody else says. It's, it doesn't work that way for me. It's, uh, I'm an experiential learner. And, uh, and you know, on, on the path that I am on, which I do not understand, you know, I'm I'm still completely, not relatively in this case, I'm still completely clueless. But maybe I'm kind of learning. Let's just get her. I don't own her is here. To the puppy. So, of course, she's with him. So, there is a part of me that seems to grow more confident kind of being blindly led, if that makes sense. Because, you know, here I keep going, and uh, again, I, as I was saying to Luca, it's not about the sunshine. It's my worst moment, has happened, my worst time in my life that I remember in my recorded history. Uh, there, there have been more, but uh, it happened here in Spain. But, you know, the, the most glory, I mean, all of it, you know, it's not about one thing. It is not about the conditionality of the experience that makes things right or wrong it's just going to be part of it regardless but uh, there is a kind of a quiet confidence that just keeps rising which is like yeah don't worry you're good it's like it's working so what would i you don't you know you don't fix uh you don't fix something that's not broken and so i have no assurance of anything you know I I don't know, but it doesn't matter. I guess in the end, that part of me that needs to know, that is hell-bent on prognosticating, you know, on foretelling 
you know, like plan, plan, planning and all that stuff, it has become, it has not become muted, but it's really being delegated to a different place. And now there is a part of me which is kind of running the show and it's the platform it has is bigger. The, the, the speaker, it's just different. So what's important has changed. The priorities have changed. What drives is different, and uh, of course, it could all change tomorrow, and I will be fine with it. So it's not like, you know, it's not black and white. It's not all or nothing. But as I keep going, then I have the understanding that I have, and then I will act accordingly to the best of my ability, you know, and I am I'm right to the best of my knowledge, relatively right. And... Uh, and being okay, being wrong, and that all, all of it is good, and being more relaxed, being more trustful, and into uh... hmm. anyway. So those thoughts, you know, they were different in winter. So there's definitely something about the the conditionality of the moment right now, and where I am, and being in this place, which is conducive for me to relate to the world, to my fellow travelers. In a different way, you know, uh, it brings something different in me, you know. Uh, anyway, who knows? Who knows? Life is strange. Anywho, so I'm heading back. Uh, I know Ines has to stay a little longer in here in Africa. Of course, you can, you can stay. You can stay as long as you want. I may have to move you around because, uh, you know, I have to clean the place. But you are, you're welcome. You're welcome to stay. And uh, that's something that I've enjoyed when I got to places where, you know, you didn't, you you were not shuffled. And there's nothing wrong. I understand the rational. You know, there are things that has to happen. You know, even though the even more the bigger places. You know, uh, nothing wrong with all of it. But it, it's kind of nice to be able to. Uh, to offer that, you know, and most people, most of the time, are gone. I mean, pretty much now by the time I'm back, it'll just be her, more than likely that's left. Yeah, maybe Yuri, but uh, kind of funny, Japanese gal. And uh, so, yeah, to, to be flexible and sometimes to be inconvenienced and then uh, to take it all in and then uh, to really, really make the point and make my my focus and my endeavor to to the pilgrim to really be around them and uh, that it's not an impediment to uh, to do all the things that i need to get done so that's kind of a dance right that give and take and the kind of change of things and of situation and you know people come with different luggage and then to be able to put uh, A border to, to put a healthy border to draw the line, you know, adequately, ethically, kindly, compassionately each time. And I'm not saying, you know, there there's a place for no. You know, there could be there could be a time where I would refuse um, access, like I did once in the Hospital de Robigo. And uh, but uh, yeah, to to make sure that. It's not too driven by me, by my ego, but by me as kind of the host, you know, being uh, being responsible and then having all those people in mind because I am 
obviously I have that, that responsibility. Anyway, Juan Camino. So, are you smiling way too much? You're not, you're not walking enough. Espanol? Es español? Tu, tu souris bien trop. Tu dois pas, tu dois pas marcher suffisamment. Faut pousser un peu plus. C'est pas normal. C'est pas bien ça. Tu as l'air trop contente. J'aime pas ça. J'aime pas ça du tout. <rire> Bonne journée, bon, bon chemin, bon camino. This, uh, this young French girl walking on the Camino, you know, passed me and I acknowledged her and it's just a this smile. It was pretty, pretty happy and I'm like, hey, you're smiling way too much. And I assumed uh, she would speak. Uh, I didn't think of her as actually French, but she's French. Anyhow. Oh, my little morning encounter, giving a little cheer, getting her to crack a little well, smile even bigger. She got my joke. So, my friend, on that note, let me go to my shower. And uh, I wish you all... Uh, I wish you all... I wish you a beautiful day, wherever you are, whatever you do. Or however much longer you have in this life. As Bill Hicks you would say, it's just a ride. Enjoy, you know, because make it more than what you have to make it at any time. Don't take it too seriously. Don't take yourself too seriously. Don't take anybody else too seriously. Don't take life too seriously. And uh, know that you are doing the best. Be kind to yourself. Be loving and uh, forgive and not forget. Forget, sorry. And keep trucking, you know. Never never sit on your laurels. So as long as we're alive, there always seems to be this forward motion toward God knows what. So on that note, love and peace. And until later, Gator.